Clap for that, you stupid bastard. Because there's no other reason why. The Celtics are the balls. Cited the erection. Who was on crack? I'll kidnap a thousand children before I let this company die. Huh? A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. 1-800-CALL-JOE. Now watch this drive. He did what in his cup? Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Filming is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slide. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> the Playing Catch-Up Podcast. Please clap. All right, this is the sixth episode of Playing Catch-Up. I'm Brian. This is Everett. And I'm Everett. Yep. Today we'll be talking about... Josh yep. Hawley, Marjorie Green, the bozo of the week, new segment. But new first, segment. here are some headlines. Everett, the Take stage it is away. yours. Wow, thank you. I, I accept. The first thing we're going to be talking about here is that uh, President Joe Biden announced this Tuesday that his administration expects to have enough vaccine doses to immunize some 300 million Americans by the end of this summer a goal which he intends to accomplish through a, quote, wartime effort. Dr. Anthony Fauci commented that he thought it was a, quote, reasonable goal, while admitting that we always want to do better than the goal that you set, but it really is a floor and not a ceiling. In the meantime, President Biden has taken steps this week to increase the weekly supply to states and territories by 16%. Wow. How about that, Brian? Isn't that great? Yeah, I I think, um, um... We're already sort of meeting our, uh, we're on pace to meet our 100 million vaccines in the first 100 days because we're, at this point, I think we're vaccinating a million people per day. That's the going rate. Um, I think I read that. And I think there was a lot of pressure from the media, um, wrongly put on Biden, I thought, to um, up his goal, to have a, a larger goal, when in the beginning... Um, they were all saying, this is unreasonable. You will never be able to do this. And um, uh, Biden even <laughs> Biden even said, uh, some guy was like, do you think 100 vaccines is, is enough for, 100 million vaccines is enough for America? And he was like, give me a break, man. When I first announced this, you said I could never do it. Now you're asking for more? Give me a break, Jack. Come on, Jack. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pre- I think it's very cool. Um, worth noting that the date has been pushed back. I think a f- like a week ago he was saying, maybe by spring. Um, but now that you what you have to do is set the goalposts and then just don't move them. You make like a movable goal goalposts that are quantifiable like a number, which is a good strategy to do like with a hundred million vaccines in a hundred days. And then like you were saying, no one can pull the the rug out from under you and say. Actually, you didn't do it. Um, so, yeah, it, it's exciting. And uh, I think everyone can look forward to things being normal because it's been like basically a year. So that's great. Brian, what's the next thing, huh? Recently, Everett Beals, a song has been lighting up the iTunes, Spotify, and Billboard charts. That song is Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. This song, which is Rodrigo's debut, currently holds the record for most streams in one day of a non-holiday song, most streams in one week, and it has been at the top of the Billboard charts for a few weeks now and was certified platinum after just two weeks. Due to internet research, 
a pretty good idea that the breakup involved her High School Musical The Musical The Series co-star Joshua Bassett. Rodrigo also mentions a girl in the song who is, quote, blonde and, quote, older than me. That girl, Everett Beals? Not other than the famously blonde and old Sabrina Carpenter of Girl Meets World fame. Carpenter and Bassett were, were romantically linked following Bassett and Rodrigo's breakup. Both Carpenter and Bassett have also released singles of their own, addressing the controversy and intended to cash in on Rodrigo's success. The only thing standing in the way of that cashing in? They both lack talent. Bassett's single is titled Lie 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 and features the lyrics, You can't seem to get me off your mind. Oh, I know you're lying through your teeth. You told the lies that you told me. I've had enough of it this time. Wow. Carpenter's song is titled Skin and features similarly petty lyrics. Quote, You can try to get under my, under my, under my skin while he's on mine. Yeah, all on my, all on my, all on my skin. I wish you knew that even you can't get under my skin if I don't let you in. Carpenter and Bassett are each 21 years old and 19 years old, respectively, while Rodrigo is only 17. So two legally adults are bullying a legal child because she wrote a song about how they made her very sad and made a lot of money off that song, and now they're very mad. Everett Beals, do you give a single fuck about this? No, I don't. I'd first like to say that you did a great job saying those lyrics. In fact, Thank you. you probably outdid the originals, at least for everyone except Olivia Rodrigo. Buy um, my CD, it's in the lobby. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I've said this before, I don't care. I think it's funny, though, that, like, I mean, the there was also some internet controversy with the uh, uh, Call Me Carson fellow um, on YouTube. Which, uh, at the time, he was 19, and he was uh, sort of interacting with a 17-year-old. And they were immediately... Um, and, well, those charges are completely correct, we found. And are, um, there's some problems with alleged grooming and uh, some other things. They were immediately pointing to pedophilia as well, which isn't necessarily going on. But now we have, like, a 21-year-old who's, like, directly bullying a 17-year-old person. And there's not that many people talking about it. They're just like, wow, they're roasting each other through song. So I won't say that it doesn't matter, but I will say that it doesn't involve me, and I don't care. Do you care, Brian? No. Everett, the funny thing that you brought up there is that Joshua Bassett is actually 20 years old now. I just looked that up. Um, but he was 19 years old when dating Olivia Rodrigo during the filming of a high school musical, the musical, the series. Rodrigo was only 16 years old. That's he was strange. 19 years old. Now, uh, your uh, GF, Lily McMahon, who um, is an expert on this topic, told me that uh, the skinny on it is that Bassett broke up with Olivia Rodrigo because of those age issues. Uh, once he turned 19, um, he said, wait, 
I can't be dating a 16-year-old. I could have a career in the film business someday. I don't want to be caught up with uh, this, you know, um, statutory situation. I'm not implying they ever had sexual relations. I don't know. But it is a little weird. Um, perhaps they knew each other before. Uh, he turned 18. Perhaps they were already romantically linked before then because they are both members of the Disney Channel family. Uh, Carp uh, Bassett having previously been on, um, uh, I'm gonna just go on a limb here, uh, Bizarre Mark, and <laughs> Libby Rodrigo. Uh, kicking it? I, I, I can't say. Uh, let me actually look up what show he was on, because it's not, he was actually unstuck in the middle, and it was Rodrigo who was on Bizarre Mark. A Bizarre Mark also starring Jake Paul, who was, I believe, kicked off the show for being um, a little weird, um, Disney Channel seems to cultivate and uh, grow these these child stars who get into trouble. This never happens at Nickelodeon. You know that? This never happens. Um, They're completely unproblematic. Nothing out wrong I... ever happened with Gibby. Stock prices for video game retailer GameStop have soared by more than 1,700% since December, in a major market move which appears to have seriously disrupted Wall Street short-selling firms. Stocks rose by hundreds of dollars in only the past few days, and a mass buying charge largely attributed to the subreddit r slash WallStreetBets. Redditors there encouraged retail traders to invest heavily into GameStop, having noticed that several large hedge funds, mostly single and most singled out Melvin Capital, had themselves placed millions in bets against the company's success, to largely simplify how that works. I'm no economist, so I really don't understand it either. Now, in a move known as a short squeeze, Hedge funds have had to buy back stocks at a loss that they had borrowed and then sold as an attempt to manage the loan cycle of shortage. And then you have other people coming in like Elon Musk, or I think it was also um, Mark Cuban, were supporting the, the Redditors, the, the retail and traders. And Dave Portnoy and AOC. And AOC. And then, yeah, the other drama that happened was they're using these... Um, Basically, online trading apps like Robinhood, um, which allow you to trade without there being like fees for or commissions for trading. Um, and those companies yesterday uh, decided in what caused a great deal of controversy to limit or um, completely stop buying for stocks in companies like GameStop or AMC. Um, and that drew the attention of politicians, as you said, like AOC, who were asking for the... Um, Stocks and Exchange Commission to look into that. Brian, securities what did and you make commission. of this? The Securities and Exchange Commission, excuse me. Brian, sorry, buddy. What, do you, what does noticed, noted economy, economist Brian Foisy make of this? Well, Everett, I for one was not aware what the stock market was or what it did or why everyone was talking about it so much until yesterday when I heard people I know talking about it on Twitter and I decided to become invested. Unintentional. Does that mean that you invested stock money? Humor. No. Um, that was a joke there. Um, I get it. C CNBC is often on my household. We've invested interest in the financial oh, situation of the, of the country. This is quite funny uh, situation. Um, uh, if you're uh, you know, a hedge fund manager, probably not so fun for you. 
also, if you're um, someone who is a part of the Reddit group who has, you know, put all of their life savings into investing in GameStop or, you know, they're also investing in AMC and Nokia and BlackBerry and Bed Bath & Beyond um, because they know that people are doing shorts on those too. Um, if you're one of those people who has put all your money into it, you're probably not having a good day right now because, um, you know, with the exception of GameStop, which is at this point up by like a hundred percent since yesterday, um, the rest of them have become begun teetering off AMC, not so much, but Nokia is taking a dip. And, um, if you're in the situation, I just tell you to sell at this point because eventually this will all come crashing down when either Robinhood shuts down trading again or um, the SEC steps in. Um, but very funny, the firms, the hedge funds have lost like $70 billion or something like that so far, which is, you know, silly. Um, the whole markets are in anarchy. Stocks mean nothing. This world is all made up. Um, cool. Ever, you remember when the James Harden trade happened a few weeks back that we covered on this program? I seem to recall talking to Grant about that. Uh, do you remember where, how they were these like fringe aspects of the trade, including one in which a player was sent from Brooklyn to Houston and then to Indiana? And then there was like some stuff going on with the Cavaliers. Yes. Um, so that player was sent from Brooklyn to Houston and to Indiana. That player, who was Karis Levert, was given a medical exam as a standard when a player arrives in a new team after a trade. Uh, the medical exam involved the player receiving a CAT scan. During that CAT scan, it was discovered that Levert had a mass on his kidney. He was quickly taken to the hospital for more tests, and on Tuesday, I mean Thursday, is it Tuesday or Thursday? I think it's Tuesday. On Tuesday, he received surgery to remove the cancerous tumor. Levert is expected to make a full recovery. Wow. Good news, huh? Yeah, I didn't. I actually, this is the first time hearing that he had uh, cancer. Yes, but it was detected, and um, oftentimes NBA players are upset they got traded because they were, you know, trying to build something in their city. But I feel like, uh, in this instance, he will never regret that he was traded because this wouldn't have he happened. He's thankful otherwise. to now be in Indianapolis. <clears throat> Marjorie Taylor Greene, U.S. Republican representative for Georgia's 14th Congressional District, has come under renewed scrutiny as she enters her first term in office. On Wednesday, Representative Jimmy Gomez, Democrat of California, introduced a resolution to expel Ms. Greene from Congress, stating that, quote, her very presence in office represents a direct threat against the elected officials and staff who serve our government and that her advocacy for extremism and sedition demands her immediate expulsion from Congress. Ms. Green has gathered national attention for months as she has publicly expressed her support of right-wing conspiracy theories such as QAnon. Brian, what do we make of that, man? I'm Q. When, where what? we go one, we go all. I am Q. Oh. The adrenochrome. Oh has to stop being drained from the kids in the basement of the U.S. Capitol. Brian discovered Pizzagate by himself. Let us in! Mike Pence! He's draining their adrenochrome in the basement of the U.S. Capitol. Get him! Is adrenochrome like like, um, midichlorians or something? Just like a made-up thing? I think it's a real thing. 
No, I think adrenochrome is real. Let me Google. That's what you. That's what you eat to live forever. Adrenochrome is a chemical compound with the mod- molecular formula, whatever, produced by the oxidation of adrenaline. The derivative carbazochrome is a hemostatic medication. Despite a similarity in chemical names, it is unrelated to chrome or chromium. In popular culture, <laughs> adrenochrome is a component of several false and debunked conspiracy theories such as QAnon and the Pizzagate conspiracy theory. Huh. Do you know what do you know what that do you know what that's all about? The adrenochrome thing? Is that what they eat to live forever? Their theory is that yes. The theory is that the politicians in Washington are spooking kids in a basement. They're so scared. And then they just like take all the adrenochrome out. Um and then so, like, it makes Hillary live forever. Yeah. But, so exactly like Monsters Incorporated. Oh, I never considered like, that. Like they kidnapped. Oh my kidnapped gosh. a thousand children before the U.S. government. Wait a minute. Under. Wait a minute. I have to tell my mother about this. Is Chuck Schumer Mr. Waternips? <laughs> Let me call. Is that my what mom. they're saying? Let me call. My I mom have to call my mom and tell her. I, I can't tell believe her about I, this. I was the first one to to put this. You together. just you just blow QAnon wide open. I blew it wide open. They just stole the plot from Monsters Inc. Yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, Hi. Everett's here. We just Hi, we just solved QAnon. Oh, thank God. Okay, so I was explaining to Everett what Adrenochrome was and how it is drained, and then he said, "You mean Monsters Inc." <laughs> I'll kidnap a thousand children uh, before this company analogy. goes bankrupt. I'll take it. You, I, you can't hear Everett, but he's saying, I'll kidnap a thousand children before you let I let this company blow up. Wonderful. I thought you, would, thought you should know that. I am, glad, I am glad to know it. All right. My mother, everyone. Round of applause. Bye-bye. Wow, we, we blew it wide I, open. Marjorie Green, we're going to discuss this at length later but um not a huge fan and um i'll leave it at that <laughs> all right ever i think that's the end of our that's the end of our headlines segment coming up can marjorie green and josh harley get canceled plus the bozo of the week who's it gonna be ever who's your money on i i don't know i don't i don't want to expose it now there's a we lot of good horses them. in the running. Yeah. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. I don't know why we do these breaks in the episode. They're not doing an ad or anything. I do not get it. But Ryan Broly has to be in the middle of a podcast, TBH. A CNN review of Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Greene revealed that in 2018 and 2019, Greene made Facebook posts calling for and joking about the execution of top Democrats and Democratic activists. Hmm. Greene liked comments on her Facebook posts suggesting that, quote, a bullet to the head would be quicker to remove Nancy Pelosi from Congress. Wow. Greene also responded to a commenter who said, quote, now we get to hang them, question mark, question mark. Meaning H and O, question mark, ended. <laughs> I mean, end of quote. 
Hillary and Obama, many have taken the H and O to mean Hillary and Obama. Green's response said, quote, The stage is being set. Players are being put in place. We must be patient. This must be done perfectly or liberal judges would let them off. End quote. Wow. Green also called David Hogg, Parkland shooting survivor and founder of March for Our Lives, quote, Little Hitler, end quote, and said that he was, quote, bought and paid Little Pawn. Wow. On February 22nd, 2019, Green hosted a Facebook Live where she was once again promoting the murder of Nancy Pelosi, saying, quote, The removal or death doesn't matter as long as she goes, end quote. She liked comments that said that Obama and John Kerry should be arrested, a comment that said, quote, hang that bitch, in reference to Obama, a comment that said Civil War 2.0 should begin, a comment that said Trump already said there were uh, some great ones working for the FBI, but some have fallen and quite frankly need to be hung for treason. A comment that said these traitors need to be put to death as an example of what will no longer be tolerated in our country. A video surfaced Thursday with Green following David Hogg, the aforementioned uh, gun control activist, in public in Washington, D.C. She asked him, quote, why are you using kids as a barrier? And then keeps going with, why do you support red, red flag laws? You're using your lobby, your money, and the kids to take away my Second Amendment rights. Wow. After Hogg refuses to say anything, uh, she says that Hogg is paid to do this and has, quote, George Soros funding and, quote, major liberal funding, and he is a coward. That's what she said. Kevin wow. McCarthy addressed this in a statement, or I guess his team did. Uh, These comments are deeply disturbing. Leader McCarthy plans to have a conversation with the congressman about them. Wow, wow he's going to talk to her. His brow is furrowed. Unity! He's, he's disturbed about it. Unity! Yeah, I think one of the crazier things to come out of that, like yesterday... Here's we need to unite with Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> this, yeah, exactly, let's, right? Let's unite with her. It makes sense why some are not a huge fan of that anymore. Because mm-hmm. the, the spirit of bipartisanship only takes you so far when, according to this San Francisco... San Francisco Chronicle headline. Um, she falsely suggested that PG&E started the deadly campfire with a space laser, which she suggested um, was also linked to George Soros money. You know, the What's sort PG-E? of... PG&E? PG&E is a California energy company, I believe. Hold on. Let me check. Yeah, it's Pacific Gas and Electric. They suggested that they were using a space laser, and that's what started the campfire. Wow. Funny um, stuff. And then you also have stuff from, like, the Jerusalem Post and the Washington Post saying that um, in 2018 she shared a video which said that Zionist supremacists are conspiring to flood Europe with migrants from Africa in order to replace white populations. Um, And even when she was running for Congress last year in June, you know, you get Politico things saying that House Republican leaders condemned her um, for making those racist videos. So it's not necessarily new, but now that she's actually there, as expected, she is, uh, she's stirring up some trouble. It seems it. Um, as you said in the headline segment, um, multiple members of Congress are uh, asking for her to be expelled, um, with two now, uh, drafting legislation to do so. Congress people are very rarely expelled from Congress, and it requ- it requires a two-third majority uh, to do that. 
Um, given that Democrats have a very slim majority in the House, it is very unlikely that that would happen, given um, the situation, but not totally out of the picture, I guess. Um, censures and reprimands are easier to do, but it's unclear if there's even broad Democratic support for that. Pelosi has called for the GOP to deal with her, um, which, you know, is kind of vague. Um, that might mean taking her off committee assignments, or it could mean um, pulling her from Congress. Um, and, and, and Congress people are very rarely um, expelled, as I said. The system is sort of designed to respect the people's votes. Um, if somebody commits a crime, then they traditionally resign or are told to resign by the, uh, the leader of their party. Um, and if not, they can be impeached. Yes, they can be impeached, but it's like an impeachment difficult to do. Um, right. It's usually easier just to remove them right away. So, and we're going to get into this later, but I feel like the Marjorie Green expelling from Congress or forcing her to resign or, I don't know, banning her from ever holding office again is a more likely thing than Josh Hawley having that happen to him or Ted Cruz. It sort of goes in likelihood Marjorie Hawley Cruz because Ted Cruz is kind of a big figure within the uh, GOP right now and he'll probably make a big run in 2024. Um, It's worth saying that she's pretty popular in her district which is like extremely deep red north georgia um but i think she won by a two to one margin in the primaries um and then she totally crushed the democrat that was running um which doesn't necessarily it's not you know that's a mandate from what like a few tens of thousands of people because um the congressional districts in georgia aren't huge um especially georgia counties are pretty small compared to I don't know. It has, like, upwards of 50 counties, but Maine only has 16. Obviously, there's a lot more people in Georgia, but, um, yeah, pretty wacky. And it it's, like, there's this whole reckoning that people keep saying has been happening for, like, four years in the GOP where you have, like, people who are trying to separate themselves from the idea of Trumpism and people who are instead rushing to embrace it. And, you know, the people in the latter column are probably Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. But now we have in this new with this new set of freshman Congress people, you have people who have been campaigning the entire time on the I on Trump rhetoric, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. But I, I, in- I think that she's uh and I don't some people um hear this very often, but I think she's even worse than Trump in some ways. Um she doesn't have the power of Trump, but, um, you know, he never promoted QAnon. He just said, no. I don't, I don't know what QAnon is. I know they like me. I like that. Um, but he never said, you know, he never promoted QAnon. He, he liked stuff that said QAnon, but he wasn't actively saying QAnon. He wasn't saying, you know, I'm going to bring a gun onto the floor of the house. Um, like Lauren, um, Robert did, who is kind of the same as Marjorie Greene. Um, 
she's less dangerous than the former president because she is does not have that sort of power. But she's just there a, is a, yeah, she's just a freshman. Yeah, there's Little a lot baby. of fear though that she challenges um, radical liberal Raphael Warnock when he uh, has to run again in 2022 because um, Kelly Leffer was nominated after a um, Georgia senator, I think, died or resigned or something. I think he retired for he because retired. of health reasons. Okay. Right. But he didn't serve the rest of his term, and Kelly Leffler no. was in the place of that person, and there was a runoff election in 2020, um, and then there was another runoff election that... Um, Raphael Warnock eventually won, but then he has to run again in 2022 because, or whatever. Um, but people are fearing that Marjorie Green is going to um, run against him, which I don't see um, that getting a lot of support, especially now that we have this new South sort of thing. But um, it is at least a possibility that she um, runs for it even gets the nomination from her party to do that, um, wins the primary. And then she could have support from Trump in the, you know, a general election and um, could, I don't know, at, at, at least have a um, greater presence in the public. Influence, yeah. The yeah. idea generally is that, like, an extreme radical, just as, like, a rule usually does considerably worse in elections. We've seen that's not necessarily true. Trump isn't an extreme, wasn't an extreme radical, but he definitely did completely. Um, he is responsible for the implosion of the Republican Party, which then kind of has reformed into whatever it is now. Um, so what the result of a Senate but tr election But Trump there, isn't really radical, though, in the same way that Bernie Sanders is radical. For that's the what I mean, yeah. He just says he says dumb things, and it's, he says it's radical things. change versus someone who is a political radical in what they say. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't really say what a, what a Senate election in 2022 would look like with um, radical liberal Raphael Warnock versus... <laughs> Congresswoman Green. Radi radical um, fascist Marjorie Green. Radical fascist Marjorie Taylor Green. Um, you know, it it sort of depends on whether or not she can stay in Congress and become relevant at all. Um, and it also depends on what Senator Warnock ends up doing and how popular he becomes. Right now, he's already doing pretty well. I saw he got to serve as the presiding officer in the Senate. That was pretty cool. What an honor. Um, but I, I don't really know what's going on because it seems like with people like Josh Harley, Hawley, most Republicans aren't really quick to say like, whoa, man, hold your horses. But yeah, with Marjorie really Taylor Greene, GOP leaders have been saying, hey, you should, uh, you should tone it down a little. I don't know if that means, like you said, that they'll be willing to actually remove her from Congress, but they certainly won't look favorably on someone who's basically actively working against their interests, even if some of their constituents may agree with what she's doing. I was listening to this interview a couple of days ago of um, this Republican, formerly Republican pollster, who is now um, said he's not working for the Republicans anymore. Uh, Frank Luntz, you may have heard of him. 
Um, he was doing an interview with PBS, and he said that the main problem with Democrats and the thing they can never get right, he said that if he was working with Democrats for the last, you know, 20 years, is that they always go too far, is what he said. Um, he's a more conservative person, so take that with a grain of salt, but he said they always go too far. He was like, if the um, Democrats hadn't, you know, said that Donald Trump is ruining democracy with the, um, you know, original impeachment, which he was, in a way, undermining an election. Um, if they hadn't done that, they would have gotten more support from Republicans and from the country um, if they weren't just crazy yelling all the time, look how horrible Donald Trump is, look how horrible everyone who supports him, the Republicans are evil fascists. Um, he's, he thinks that when Democrats say those kinds of things, it turns a lot of people off and um, bipartisan support can't happen. It's sort of the Joe Biden and his basement strategy this past summer, where for the entire summer, basically, um, he did some events, but the majority of his time, he was just like, I'm going to let Donald Trump campaign, campaign against himself. He's, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to comment on it. I'm not going to start controversies of my own. You know, Trump is going to um, have these horrible comments about race when the looting starts, the shooting starts. He's going to hold the Bible up. He's going to mismanage the coronavirus situation. He's going to get COVID himself. Uh, and I'm not going to say anything about it, you know? Um, should That's that be what the fine. Democrats do here? The Democrats, right now it seems, are um, rushing at this with all of their might. <laughs> you know, saying, this is a horrible, this is a threat to us, we're going to get killed if she's still in here. Um, that might be the case, but if you just didn't talk about it, then everyone would just be looking at Marjorie Greene alone and not the Democratic response. Because, you know, people on the right could see Marjorie Greene saying we should, um, hang Obama, or liking comments that said we should hang Obama, um, and say that's despicable, that's horrible, I'm never gonna vote for this woman again. And then, then the news might show them a clip right after of a congressperson uh, shouting about how evil Marjorie Greene is and how this is representative of everyone in the Republican Party and everyone who votes for them. Um, and then they'd be like, well, that person's also crazy. Um, I don't like this Green fellow, but um, I, you know, these people are at least equal in my mind because when you see them, you know, back to back, um, it's like that. And the whole thing against Hawley and Cruz of, like, these people should be impeached, um, expelled from Congress, I personally think, always thought it was a little too far. You have to just let the public um, and let the voters, you know, take those sorts of actions. Let the voters and the public and the media impeach and crucify Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz for inciting a riot. You don't have to do it yourself. The public, you know... If you just leave it to them, if you just leave it to them, they'll, you know, you got what I'm saying? Right. Don't distract yeah, I understand. them from what's happening um, by screaming. Yeah, it's somewhat frequently said that the largest um, obstacle for success for the Democratic Party is the Democratic Party. And most of the time, whether it be infighting or just going too hard and then ruining it for themselves, um, it often doesn't work out. 
Um, so I agree that Joe Biden was pretty smart. Um, to and he got flack from Trump for doing this and a lot of Republicans and that. He's just sitting in his basement. He's a little scaredy cat. But he was completely correct to do that. First, as you said, because there was a pandemic. But second, because it was much easier to just allow Trump to defeat himself. And that's essentially what happened. Because I think it's relatively safe to say that, you know, personally, I voted for Joe Biden because I agreed with what he's saying. But I think a lot of people voted against Donald Trump as opposed to for Joe Biden. Um, However, um, with what's going on now, I think a lot of people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, for example, are trying to say maybe that there's a dip. And this is like what we talked about last week, I think, talking about like partisanship today as opposed to how it used to be. But there's kind of a difference between disagreeing on policy as opposed to saying, um, I don't think you should be allowed to live. <laughs> and I genu- I genuinely wish you were dead. Um, whether or not that is worthy of expulsion from Congress, probably not up to me to say. The notable expulsion I can think of is during the Civil War, the Democrats who remained in Congress, several of them were expelled because they were being seditious. Um, and Lincoln was like, yeah, that's great. Get those traitors out of here. But this is kind of different. But when you do have someone in Congress and they have, you know, you already get a platform by running for it. But when they're say, actively being anti-Semitic, calling for the death or execution of several public figures, particularly, and also essentially being a white nationalist, according to... You know, stuff we were reading from the Washington Post or the Jerusalem Post, like those two headlines we just brought up. Um, that, to me, is sort of a clear line which one cannot just sit by and allow her to defeat herself because clearly yeah. that's not going to happen. And if you don't say anything, then you're enabling her, right? Because then you're, so, sitting in, you're sitting in the morning in your living room eating Cheerios watching the Today Show and you see Marjorie Green pop on the screen and she's like, Hang Obama. And you're like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens. All right. To wrap up, wrap up this segment, Marjorie Green will not be expelled from Congress. That's I would your, be surprised. That's your taste? I would be surprised in a major way. I um, am going to have to agree. Will two-thirds of the House... Will two-thirds of the House vote to impeach her? I do not think so. Yeah. What's um, the next thing, Brian? Are we moving on to... We're moving on to Bozo of the Week, buddy. Roll sound bite. Let's play the funny sound. You are Bozo! Yes! How does this work? This is the first... Can you walk me through how this works? How do yes. we talk Bozo? Bozo of the Week. Who will be... The Bozo of the Week. You know, Brian did theater for quite a long stretch. He was dun, pretty dun, successful. Dun, if dun, you look up dun, Brian Foisey at Gonka Playhouse. No, no. Who will be the Bozo of the Week? Everett Beals. 
I have some nominees for you. Well, lay, lay, them, lay them on me, brother. Let's hear it. Okay, our first bozo. You are a bozo. I'm leaving space for my father's. You are a bozo. You are a bozo. Okay. Traditional finance media trying to describe what Reddit is and what Redditors do. Yesterday, watching CNBC, I heard an anchor try to say that Reddit was the deep web. Reddit is not the deep web. Reddit can be easily accessed by a Google search. Therefore, it is not the deep web. I it's called that these the guys, page of the internet for a reason. These guys don't also don't understand what Redditors are attempting to do. Um, one Bloomberg reporter said that many in the finance community were ascribing preconscribed notions of socioeconomics to this situation, saying, here's what I think about socioeconomics and how it applies to this. Um, that's our first bozo. Oh, they, they get some massive bozo points from me, <laughs> a Redditor. <laughs> no. um, second bozo of the week. You are a bozo. Coach Mike. Shoshuski of Duke Men's Basketball berated Go Blue Devils. Oh, you're not gonna want to say that after this. He berated uh -oh. a Duke student reporter who asked him a question in a press conference after a Duke win. Here's that sound. Coach, I'm just curious as to what what the next step forward here is for the team as you guys move into another week of basketball. Yeah, why don't we just evaluate this game? You know, I'm not into what our next step forward is right now. We just finished the hard-fought game. Yeah, I don't know if, like, when you, what, what, what's your major? What's your major at Duke? What's your hardest class? Econ. Okay. So say you just had the toughest econ test in the world. And when you walked out, somebody asked you, what's your next step? Uh, you see what I mean? Does that, you have some empathy and... And, you know, just give us time to evaluate this game and then we'll we'll figure out just like we always try to do. After hearing this, all I can say is go Tar Heels. Why do, old, even... why do old sport coaches get to treat media and fans like shit and everyone thinks it's really cool? I, like, I'm not sure. Who did Duke even lose to? No, they won. They won a big game. And the kid was like, "What's what do you um, think about next? And he's like, oh. shut up, kid. Well, who did they beat? I'm not actually sure. Let me hmm. look it up. Let me see. I was just Maybe asking because I think haven't two of the players... Louisville the, Cardinals. They beat the Cardinals? Aren't By like Gonzaga points. and Baylor already in like the final four or something? Or like they're going to some sort of thing soon? I don't know. So like it's not it's not a ridiculous question ever, but especially now when like the season is coming to a close. I mean, even if it was a ridiculous We're question. We're approaching March. You shouldn't treat other people like that. Just be like, "Hey, bozo." Hey, yeah, that's why this guy is a bozo. Okay, and our final nominee for bozo of the week. You are a bozo. House Majority Leader. Oh, House Minority Leader. Sorry. Wow. House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, he went to Mar-a-Lago this weekend. Did you see the photo, Orange. Everett? We all I saw did. the photo. 
cringe moment. Everybody and their mother saw the photo. Kevin McCarthy had a strategy meeting with former President Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, where they discussed how Donald Trump would be involved in the party in the future. Um, Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans hope that Donald Trump will help them in the 2022 races. Wow. What a bozo! Those are the nominees for Bozo of the Week. Everett Beals. What do you think? Traditional finance media? Trying to describe what Ritter is? Coach K? Or Kevin McCarthy? Wow. If I had to pick one, going into it, I thought for sure that CNBC and the traditional media would take the crown. But since you nominated Kevin McCarthy, and you look like a total bozo standing there without a mask, I'm gonna have to give it to old Kev from California. You know what, Everett? We make fun of Republicans on this show all the time. So I'm gonna give my bozo of the week to that bozo over there in wherever... In Durham? Wherever Durham... Yeah, Durham, North Durham, Carolina. North Carolina. Coach K, what a bozo. You are the bozo of the week. Well, why do you get to choose? Does mine not mean anything? Oh, I need a t- uh, tiebreaker. Oh. Everett, you make the last call. Who's the bozo? I, I think, honestly, you know, he did berate him, but it wasn't terrible. He didn't, like, swear at him, so I'll still give it to Kevin. Kevin McCarthy, you are the bozo of the week. Bozo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I've never right. seen a bigger bozo in my life. Friggin' bozo. Wow. You Man, are I hope this segment comes back. Bozo. You Bozo. Alright, Everett. Now that Hilarious. we've named our now that we named our Bozo of the Week, Everett, it's time to say goodbye. Aww. Thank you, people, for listening. The very few of you Thank out there you. listening to this at this point. Most people start the episode, they do not finish it. <laughs> but if you made it this far, you're a real trooper. If you made it this you far, far you're a real trooper. For almost a whole hour. <laughs> Probably more than an hour at this point. But yeah. we'll, edit, we'll edit it down. Oh, Alright, yeah. folks. You know where to find us. Everett, give them your handles. Give them. Okay, you're going to want to look for me at Everett underscore Beals or not underscore Everett Beals. Everett yeah, Beals. Yeah. That's where you can find me. Not hard at all. You can find me, Brian Foise, at Brian Foise on Instagram. B as in Brian. R as in the second letter of Brian. I-A-N-F-O-I-S-Y on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Brian underscore Foise. You can find the Play and Catch Up Twitter account. Play and Catch underscore up. Everett Beals. It's been a great week. Hasn't wow. It? Not really. Well, it's been okay. I, it's kinda... been fine. <laughs> it was It was so-so. I've had... But worse. you know what, Everett? Every what? week is made a little bit better because of our friendship. That's right. 
I, I can think of the hundreds of thousands of listeners out there who are always inspired by hearing us get on here and profess our profound feelings for each other. <laughs> Everett Beatles! Say goodbye to the folks. Bye-bye. Goodbye! You may find yourself the bozo next week if you do not subscribe to this podcast. Send it to a friend and leave a review. Shout out to my Rit, what a funny guy. Am I correct, boys? His middle name is Timothy. He goes to Clark University. His address is 14 Bozo Avenue. Wow, an address fit for straight up Bozo. LOL, just me and the boys Josh in. See you on the next one, boys.